It's the Old Man Yells at Music podcast, a show about big and little hits from the 70s, 80s and 90s in the US, UK and Canada. Also forgotten albums, pop music on TV, and more. I'm your announcer Annie Stewart, and here's the old man himself, Roger Stroop. Hello and welcome to episode 114 of the Old Man Yells at Music podcast. I'm Roger Stroop. Today we're looking at the charts of September 17th, 1994. Around this time, Major League Baseball announced that due to lack of progress in negotiations with the Players Union, which had gone on strike in August, the World Series would not be played for the first time in 90 years. It was probably the best chance the Montreal Expos ever had to win a championship, and that disappointment almost certainly contributed to the team moving to Washington a decade later. Let's look at what was going on in the culture beyond athletic work stoppages. The headline movie release of this month did not end up being the highest grosser at the time, but home video and cable TV would give it an audience that has seen it become regarded as one of the best movies of all time. I'm talking, of course, about the Charlie Sheen skydiving thriller Terminal Velocity. No, 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 of course. I'm referring to The Shawshank Redemption, the adaptation of a Stephen King story about a wrongly convicted man's life in prison, starring Tim Robbins and Morgan Freeman. It would receive Oscar nominations, as would the following other films released this month. Quiz Show, the Robert Redford-directed depiction of a major 50s TV scandal, starring Rafe Fiennes as a college professor whose long winning streak on the show 21 was rigged. Ed Wood, the Tim Burton film starring Johnny Depp as the director of Plan 9 from Outer Space, which is widely regarded as one of the worst movies ever made. And Blue Sky with Tommy Lee Jones and Jessica Lange as a couple having relationship issues while also being involved in a nuclear testing cover-up. The two most successful September 1994 releases at the box office were the Jean-Claude Van Damme sci-fi action flick Time Cop, Time Cop, excuse me, and The River Wild, which starred Meryl Streep as a mother terrorized by bank robber Kevin Bacon during a whitewater rafting trip. Other films out this month included A Simple Twist of Fate, with Steve Martin as a divorced furniture maker who ends up ra- raising a politician's secret love child, A Good Man in Africa, a colonial drama starring Sean Connery and a lot of other white people, The Next Karate Kid, in which Pat Morita's Mr. Miyagi finds a new protege, future Oscar winner Hilary Swank, the legal thriller Trial by Jury, Princess Caribou, the story of a real-life woman who claimed to be royalty from a non-existent country, which starred real-life married couple, married couple Phoebe Cates and Kevin Klein. The romantic drama Jason's Lyric, with Jada Pinkett before, before she married a certain slap-happy rapper. And The Scout, a comedy in which New York Yankees representative Albert Brooks discovers an unknown baseball player who can throw 100-mile-an-hour fastballs and is also a great hitter. hitter excuse me. Kind of like what Shohei Otani is now, except in this movie, he's an American who looks a lot like Brendan Fraser. September is the traditional beginning of the American TV season, where a lot of new shows are launched. I'm going to focus on the shows that debuted on one particular network, NBC. There was the Martin Short Show, a combination sitcom and sketch show that lasted only three episodes. The Cosby Mysteries, 
the network's attempt to get more mileage out of the guy whose sitcom helped them dominate the late 80s and early 90s. That lasted one season. And these days, the only real Cosby mystery is how many women did he drug and take, take advantage of during his lifetime. Madman of the People, a sitcom starring Dabney Coleman as a crotchety newspaper columnist. That lasted one season. And there was Sweet Justice, a legal, drab, a legal drama with Cicely Tyson and Melissa Gilbert. Again, one season. Not a great track record. Wait, wait, I missed a couple. Apparently there was a sitcom called Friends. It had the woman who got up on stage with Bruce Springsteen in the Dancing in the Dark video and a bunch of unknowns. And there was a hospital show called ER, which had Gilbert from Revenge of the Nerds and the guy who played a handyman on the season of Facts of Life where they opened a novelty store. And then he was the boss at a factory on the first season of Roseanne. Hmm. No star power and very generic show titles. That, that doesn't seem like a recipe for success in either case. But I'm told both of these shows lasted quite a while. I guess you never know with these things. On the bestseller lists, top fiction titles included the latest Tom Clancy novel, Dead of Honor. This time it's the Japanese that Jack Ryan has to protect America from. Other popular novels included John Grisham's Death Row Tale, The Chamber, The Body Farm, Patri Patricia Cornwell's fifth book featuring medical examiner Dr. K. Scarpetta, and Mutant Message Down Under, Marlo Morgan's story about wisdom she allegedly gained from Aboriginal Australians. She claimed the story was true, but her publisher classified it as fiction, and actual Aboriginal Australians have cast doubt on the story's veracity. Meanwhile, nonfiction readers were buying Couplehood, a book about marriage by comedian and Mad About You star Paul Reiser, The Kennedy Women, Lawrence Lerner's look at five generations of ladies in the powerful Massachusetts family, journalist David Halberstam's October 1964, about a World Series that was actually played between the St. Louis Cardinals and the New York Yankees, and The Tribe of Tiger. Anthropologist Elizabeth Marshall Thomas's cat-centric follow-up to the hidden life of dogs. And in music, the big story happened on the 15th when the famous London auction house Sotheby's sold a tape recorder, along with a recording of a July 6, 1957 performance by a skiffle band called the Quarrymen at a church gathering in Liverpool. The winning bid was from EMI Records, who paid £78,500 over 120,000 U.S. dollars, mainly for what was on the tape. Why so much for such a seemingly insignificant performance by a little-known band? Well, it turns out that the lead singer of the Quarrymen was a teenager named John Lennon, and the night this show was recorded also happened to be the night that Lennon was introduced to another aspiring young musician named Paul McCartney. So yeah, that tape would have been great of great interest to the record label who had who had had the rights to all the recordings of the Beatles. So and now to the charts. Below the top 40s. As always, we begin below the top 40s. This week we look at a band who were an influential independent act in the 80s, but got little mainstream attention until they were publicly endorsed by a famous fan. 
At number 69 in the U.S. this week, it's Backwater by the Meat Puppets. Formed in Phoenix in 1980, the Meat Puppets were led by the Kirkwood brothers, guitarist Kurt and bassist Chris. They built a following over their first six indie albums. Then they were signed by a major label in 1991. Two years later, the brothers were invited by Kurt Cobain to play on three Meat Puppets covers during Nirvana's MTV Unplugged session in New York. This brought the band to mainstream attention, and they built on that with this, the first single from their eighth album, Too High to Die. Backwater is sludgy alternative rock. I'm going out of my way to read the lyrics. And when I wake up in the morning to feel the daybreak on my face, there's a blood that's flowing through the feeling with a knife to open up the sky's veins. Some things will never change. They stand there looking backwards, half unconscious from the pain. They may seem rearranged. In the backwater swirling, there is something that will never change. And where I should have been gone a long time, laugh and says, I find ways. Just when we're sheltered under paper, the rockets come at us sideways. Hey, I'm blind. Good, fine. Roll the time. On who's dying? Kurt Kirkwood's mumbly vocals and abstract lyrics reveal qualities that certainly influenced Cobain's songwriting and performance style. But apart from that, it's a good song, driven by a chugging riff with some standout, standout, but but not too flashy lead guitar. A terrific track that deservedly rewarded a veteran act. Backwater was down from a peak of number 47. In Canada, it made it to number 53. Meat Puppets had no further pop hits and went on a couple of hiatuses, during one of, including one in the mid-2000s, during which Chris Kirkwood served prison time for assaults. They've been back together since 2006, and they released their 15th album, Dusty Notes, in 2019. 40 to 31. We start looking at top 40 songs with America's number 32, Far Behind by Candlebox. Formed in Seattle in 1990, Candlebox were one of the first signings to Maverick Records, a label co-founded by Madonna. The group had hit the lower reaches of the Hot 100 once before they cracked the top 40 with this, the third single from their self-titled debut album. Far Behind is downbeat alt-rock about feeling powerless while friends destroy themselves. Here's an excerpt of the lyrics. Now maybe I didn't mean to treat you bad, but I did it anyway. And then maybe some would say your life was sad, but you lived it, but you lived it anyway. And so maybe your friends, they stand around, they watch you crumble as you falter to the ground. And then someday your friends, they they stand beside you as you were flying. Oh, you were flying oh so high. But then someday people look at you for what they call their own. They watch you suffer. Yeah, they hear you calling home. And then someday we could take our time to brush the leaves aside so you can reach us. But you left me far behind. Now maybe I didn't mean to treat you oh so bad, but I did it anyway. Now maybe some would say you're left with what you had. But you couldn't share the pain. This song was inspired in part by Andrew Wood, a Seattle singer who had died of a heroin overdose shortly before his band Mother Love Bone was to release their major label debut album. This wasn't the only musical project Wood would inspire. 
his former bandmates Stone Gossard and Jeff Ament would put together a one-off project called Temple of the Dog in tribute to Wood, with a lineup including members of Soundgarden, along with bassist Mike McCready and singer Eddie Vedder, who would go on to join Gossard and Ament to form Pearl Jam. Far behind peaked at number 18. Candlebox had no further pop hits, and they recorded two more albums before splitting in 2000. They reunited six years later, and at the moment, singer Kevin Martin is the only remaining original member. The band's latest album, Wolves, came out last year. We make our first stop in Canada for their number 31 song, Silver by Moist. I talked about Moist in episode 30 when I told you about how their Canadian breakthrough hit, Push, became a surprise top 40 in the UK in 1995. Now we go back a year to when the band were following up Push in their home country with the second single and title track from their debut album. Silver is a mid-tempo rocker that I think is about a guy who goes from toxic relationship to toxic relationship. See what you think. So close your eyes. Your Christ has come. The the crippled boy that you once knew. The charmed enigma chosen one with painted lips. Skin ripped and torn. Come touch and feel and lick and smell. This envy that I've worn so well. Everybody wants. Everybody says. Everybody begs in time. So drink me in like tainted wine. Come bite down on my sharpened cup. And taste the dreams that numb the mind. A simple word, a harmless glare that binds me with the the thinnest thread and pins me down to pleasure's bed. Everybody wants, everybody says, everybody begs in time, and you will be the first to fall. Every feeling will dissolve. We are silver. Morphine baby's final breath, ever smothered to my chest. We are silver. Singer David Usher's vocals portray a mix of guilt and pride over his bad behavior, and the piano chords add an ominous tinge. I think this is pretty much their best song. Silver peaked at number nine. I wanted some more detail about Moist's career in episode 30, but I can update you that they released a new album called End of the Ocean earlier this year. Now we make our first stop in Britain for the number 36 song, Wilmot by Sabres of Paradise. Formed in London in 1992, Sabres of Paradise were led by Andrew Weatherall, who'd become successful in the late 80s and early 90s doing remixes for other artists. Wilmot was the second single from their second album, Haunted Dance Hall. Wilmot is trip-hop with elements of reggae, a lot of horns, and wordless vocals. So, of course, there are no lyrics to read. It's exotic and almost otherworldly sounding. I think if George Lucas had made Star Wars 17 years after he did, this might be what the Cantina band sounded like. Wilmot peaked at number 36. Sabres of Paradise had no further hits, then they broke up in 1995, after which Weatherall formed the duo Two Lone Swordsmen and other members Jags Cooner and Gary Burns joined the group The Aloof. Andrew Weatherall died of a pulmonary embolism in 2020. 
30 to 21. We stay in the UK for number 21, Trouble by Shampoo. Formed in London in 1993, Shampoo consisted of school friends Jackie Blake and Carrie Askew. They released a couple of independent singles before getting picked up by a major, and Trouble was the lead single from their debut album, We Are Shampoo. Trouble is bratty punk pop about a night out that goes wrong. I don't think there will be any problems if I read the lyrics. We've been out all night and we haven't been home. We're walking through the back streets all alone. The party was great. Yeah, we were really thrilled. And when we get in, we're going to get killed. Uh-oh, we're in trouble. Something's come along and it's burst our bubble. Uh-oh, we're in trouble. Gotta get home quick, march on the double. We couldn't get a cab because we ain't got no money. We missed the last train, but we thought, don't worry. We'd get the night bus, but the night bus never came. We're eight miles from home, and it started to... There were... There's rain sound effects that come in here. Uh-oh, we're in trouble. Book us a ticket on the next space shuttle. We tried to steal a car, but we soon realized we got down the road. None of us can drive. Police all came along and they took us for a ride. And when we get home, we're going to get, going to get, going to get fried. This is the sound of teenage girls who want to come off as tough and street smart, but really don't know what they're doing. And when they get caught, they break down in tears and beg the cops not to call their parents. But there are people who can relate to that. This is a song that sticks in your mind. Whether you're okay with that, or you want to grab the nearest sharp object to pry it out of your head, that's the question. Trouble peaked at number 11. Later, it got to number 37 in Canada. Shampoo had three more hits and released three more albums for Breaking Up in 2000. We're in America again for number 23, You Mean the World to Me by Tony Braxton. Born in Severn, Maryland in 1967, Tony Braxton was first signed to a label as part of a group with her four sisters, but they were dropped after one flop single. But Tony herself attracted the attention of writer-producers L.A. Reid and Kenneth Babyface Edmonds, who soon signed her to their new label. She had a... She had her first hit with a track from the soundtrack of the 1992 Eddie Murphy movie Boomerang, and the next year she released her self-titled debut album, which had already produced two top ten hits by the time she released this, her third single. You Mean the World to Me is an adult contemporary R&B ballad. These lyrics aren't super important to me, but I'll read them anyway. If you could give me one good reason why I should believe you, even all the things that you tell me, I would sure like to believe you. My heart wants to receive you. Just make me know that you are sincere. You know I'd love for you to leave me and follow through completely. So won't you give me all I ask for? And if you give your very best to bring me happiness, I'll show you just how much I adore you, because you mean the world to me. You are my everything. I swear the only thing that matters, matters to me. Oh, baby, 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 because you mean so much to me. Now, it's going to take some working, but I believe you're worth it long as your intentions are good, so good. There's just one way to show it, and boy, I hope you know it, that no one could love you like I could. Lord knows I want to trust you, and oh baby, how I love you. I'm not sure if love is enough, and I will not be forsaken, 
and I hope there's no mistaken. So tell me that you'll always be true. She's got a very good voice, and she was often paired with solidly commercial material. She never quite broke through into the Whitney-Mariah class, but I would say that she got within touching distance. Maybe if she'd released one or two more albums in the 90s, she would have racked up the amount of sales and hits to get into that conversation. But maybe not. Either way, You Mean the World to Me peaked at number 7. It hit number 6 in Canada and number 30 in the UK. Tony Braxton had six more hits, including two number ones in 1996, You're Making Me High and Unbreak My Heart. She continues to record and perform, and her latest album, Spell My Name, came out in 2020. We're in Canada again for number 29, Boneyard Tree by The Watchmen. Formed in Winnipeg in 1988, The Watchmen released their debut album in 1992, then made their mainstream breakthrough with this, the first single from their second album, In the Trees. Boneyard Tree is a crunchy alt-rocker on which the character singer Daniel Graves is portraying confesses to murdering his unfaithful girlfriend. Yep, that's what it's about, and the lyrics prove it. Something's hanging down on the boneyard tree. Something's hanging down on the boneyard tree. Little girl, I love you so much. Why'd you go and give away your touch? Something's hanging down on the boneyard tree. I just don't know how all this came to be. I don't know how I'll get these stains off me. You see, I sees you walking down in God's yard. Saw steamy windows, backseat of your car. Something's hanging down on the boneyard tree. Oh, I feel I'm fading. Oh, the fire's blazing. Oh, you can look for she down on the boneyard tree. What's with all these voices calling on me? Soft little whispers want to see me bleed. Can't you see I've suffered so much? You lost life, but I lost true love. Something's hanging down on the boneyard tree. In the context of music history, this would be classified as a murder ballad, part of a tradition that goes back to medieval Europe. They're often associated with folk music. The one this reminds me of most is Tom Dooley, an 1866 song based on a real murder in North Carolina that was a number one hit in 1958 for the Kingston Trio. So anyone that tries to claim that death metal and gangster rap invented the concept of violence in music, frankly, they're full of shit. Boneyard Tree peaked at number 29. The Watchmen had three more hits and released three more albums before breaking up in 2002. Daniel Graves and Watchmen guitarist Joey Serlin have recently been working together under the name Serlin Graves, and they released an album last year called Sad Songs for Sale. We're into the top 20s now, starting in Canada with number 16, Healing Hands by Alan Frew. Born in Coatbridge, Scotland in 1956, Alan Frew moved to the Toronto suburb of Newmarket as a teenager. In 1983, he helped form the band Glass Tiger, who had 14 hits over the next 10 years, including the number one, Don't Forget Me When I'm Gone. Shortly after the band went on hiatus, Frew released his debut solo single. Healing Hands is up-tempo pop rock about how we can all make the world a better place if we all just got together and made it happen, damn it. 
It's another example of the open your mind while raising your lighter song that I talked about on my last 1987 episode, if you remember that. Listen to the lyrics. They won't kill you. I awakened to find the world a different place. It was not of time or space. Was I in heaven? I awakened to find love inside my head. They had left me there for dead. I was so lonely. Colors. Let's talk about colors. I've seen brother killing brother, but you don't understand that you've got blood on your hands, and blood leads to blood. Evil knows what evil does. These are the times, these are the days, when everyone hopes and everyone prays. These are the times, these are the days of healing hands. I believe that you can step inside my dream, where nothing's as it seems. Sleep with the angels. I believe in heaven. I believe in kingdom come. Where color melts to one. Faith is the temple. Colors. Let's talk about colors. I've seen brother healing brother. But you don't understand that I can give you my hand. Love leads to love. The healer's made of flesh and blood. Later on, Fru raps. Yes, he raps. You know, in my research, I read a review where someone favorably compared... Uh, his singing to that of, to the singing of George Michael. And George Michael rapped on some of Wham's early signals, singles, excuse me, as I've discussed on the show. And he didn't embarrass himself. Alan Frew is a good singer. That's all I have to say. Healing Hands peaked at number eight. Alan Frew had no further solo hits. He reunited with Glass Tiger in 2003, and they've since put out three more albums. In 2010, he had a major success as the co-writer of I Believe, the theme for that year's Winter Olympics in Vancouver that became a number one hit for teenage singer Nikki Yanofsky. We return to the UK for their number 20 song, Park Life by Blur. I talked extensively about Blur in episode 31, which was part two of my look at the charts of August 26, 1995. In particular, the battle for that week's UK number one spot between Blur's Country House and Oasis's Roll With It. Now let's rewind 11 months to look at the third single and title track from Blur's third album. Park Life is a bouncy Britpop number which guitarist Graham Coxon wrote while people watching in London's Hyde Park. Damon Albarn sings the choruses, but the verses are spoken by Phil Daniels, an actor known for playing stereotypically working-class Londoners. Let's take a walk through the lyrics. Confidence is a preference for the habitual voyeur of what is known as park life, and morning soup can be avoided if you take a route straight through what is known as park life. John's got Brewer's droop. He gets intimidated by the dirty pigeons. They love a bit of him. Who's that gut-lowered marching? You should cut down on your pork life, mate. Get some exercise. All the people. So many people. And they all go hand in hand, hand in hand through their park life. Know what I mean? I get up when I want, except on Wednesdays, when I get rudely awakened by the dustman. I put, on my, tr- I put my trousers on, have a cup of tea, and I think about leaving the house. I feed the pigeons. I sometimes feed the sparrows, too. It gives me an, a sense of enormous well-being. And then I'm happy for the rest of the day, safe in the knowledge that there will always be a bit of my heart devoted to it. 
This is the song that helped define the band in the public imagination as slacker Southern observers of modern life, in contrast to the fighting, swearing, football-loving Northern blokes of Oasis. Oasis in particular took this divide to heart, and they were the ones who began fanning the flames of the rivalry that reached its crescendo a year later. Park life was down from a peak of number 10. And as I said, I went into much more detail about Blur's career in episode 31, so go back and listen to that if you're interested. We're back in the U.S. for number 17, Functified by DeBrat. Born in Chicago in 1974, Shantae Harris was discovered when she won a local rap contest and got to meet the popular duo Crisscross who introduced her to their producer, Jermaine Dupree, who then signed her to his record label. Functified was the first single and title track from her debut album. Functified is a laid-back groove featuring rhymes by both DeBrat and Dupree. Let's get naughty with the lyrics. Baptized in the funk. Yeah, so functified. So let's take a ride. With the brat-tat-tat-tat-tat-tat-tat on that ass. So, so functified. Debrat, Jermaine, uh, I mean, sorry. Open up your doors. Open up your doors. Let the funk flow in. From this homie Jay and his newfound friend. I'm hitting switches like Eric on the solo creep. For your Jeep, it's the B-R-A-T. Putting a dip in your hip from left to right. And on top of all that, I'm so, so deaf. Well, yo, that's my click. A hey, homie, that's who I rolls with. And we kicks nothing but the fattest them calls me the functified, funkalistic, vocalistic that they ain't ready for, but they don't, but they just don't hear me though, because we're so functified. We make you move from side to side. Well, coming straight from the 60644, it's DeBrat and JD, Big Baby. So, so lay back and listen as I catch up on my pimping and freak this duet just like Ashford and Simpson. Yeah. I I I I'm really good at reading lap rap lap lyrics, rap lyrics. Don't you think? Yes. Anyway, this song has a similar feel to Dr. Dre's "Nothing But a G Thing," which is interesting because this was when the East Coast West Coast rap rivalry was starting to heat up, and it seems strange that someone from outside would dare borrow a sound from someone so identified with California. But maybe DeBrat, being from Chicago, and the Atlanta-based the Atlanta -based Dupree considered themselves neutral in that whole beef. I don't know. Anyway, Functified was down from a peak of number six. It hit number 65 in the UK. DeBrat had five more hits over the next six years. Later, she served three years in prison for assault. She currently works in radio and reality TV, and her most recent album is 2018's The Return. Top 10s. We are into the top 10s now, starting with the American number 7, Fantastic Voyage by Coolio. Born in Monessen, Pennsylvania in 1963, artist Ivy Jr. later moved with his family to Compton, California. In the late 80s, he was part of the L.A. rap scene, joining the group W.C. and the Mad Circle. He left the group in 1963 and signed a solo deal, and Fantastic Voyage was taken from his debut album, It Takes a Thief. Fantastic Voyage is built on a sample of a 
1981 number one R&B hit, hit by Ohio band Ohio funk band Lakeside. Over the beats, Coolio raps about going to a better place. Let's take a trip through the lyrics. Come on, y'all, let's take a ride. Don't you say shit, just get inside. It's time to take your ass on another kind of trip, because you can't have the hop if you don't have the hip. Grab your strap with the extra clip and close your eyes and hit the switch. We're going to a place where everybody kick it, kick it, kick it. Yeah, that's the ticket. Ain't no bloodin', ain't no crippin'. Ain't no punk-ass homies set trippin'. Everybody's got a stack, and it ain't no crack. And it really don't matter if you're white or black. I want to take you there like the staple singers. Put something in the tank, and I know that I can bring you. If you can't take the heat, get your ass out the kitchen. We're on a mission, so come on. Come along and ride on a fantastic voyage. Slide, slide, slippity slide. I'm hitting switches on the block in a 65. Come along and ride on a fantastic voyage. Slide, slide, slippity slide. Ain't no valley low enough or a mountain high. I'm trying to find a place where I can live my life and maybe eat some steak with my beans and rice. A place where my kids can play outside without living in fear of a drive-by. And even if I get away from them drive-by suckers, I still got to worry about them jealous brothers. I keep on searching and I keep on looking, but fools are the same from Watts to Brooklyn. I try to keep my faith in my people, but sometimes my people be acting like they evil. You don't understand about running with a gang because you don't gangbang. And you don't have to stand on the corner and slang because you've got your own thing. You can't help me if you can't help yourself. You better make a left. He talks convincingly, convincingly tough, but the hooky backing track makes it go down easy for a pop audience. This is a crossover hit that didn't have to compromise. Fantastic Voyage was down from a peak of number three. It hit number 41 in the UK. Coolio's next hit was Gangsta's Paradise, the number one smash from the soundtrack of the film Dangerous Minds. He had four more hits after that until becoming a popular nostalgia act. Unfortunately, he died of a heart attack just last month at the age of 59. We're in Canada now for number 10, Black Hole Sun by Soundgarden. Formed in Seattle in 1984, Soundgarden released one independent album before signing with a major label in 1989. They had some success on the British charts and on North American rock radio with their first two major albums, but they made their real commercial breakthrough with their fourth album, Super Unknown, from which Black Hole Sun was the third single. Black Hole Sun is a grunge power ballad with lyrics that seem to be about wanting to escape to a better world. Hmm, that That seems to be a theme this week. Let's shine a light on the lyrics. In my eyes, indisposed, in disguises no one knows. Hides the face, lies the snake, and the sun in my disgrace. Boiling heat, summer stench, neath the black the sky looks dead. Call my name through the cream, and I'll hear you scream again. Black hole sun, won't you come and wash away the rain? Black hole sun, won't you come? Won't you come? Won't you come? Stuttering, cold and damp. Steal the warm wind, tired friend. Times are gone for honest men, sometimes far too long for snakes. In my shoes, walking sleep. In my youth, I pray to keep. Heaven send hell away. No one sings like you anymore. There's a dirty and dissonant tinge to it, but it doesn't overwhelm the very accessible pop melody. The band has referred to this as their dream on, and it seemed, that seems pretty a pretty apt description to me. 
Black Hole Sun was down from a peak of number 5. It hit number 12 in Britain. It didn't qualify for the Hot 100 in America, but it got plenty of Top 40 radio airplay there. Soundgarden had one more Canadian Top 10 before breaking up in 1997. They reunited in 2010 and released a new album in 2012. Five years later, after the band played a show in Detroit, singer Chris Cornell was found dead in his hotel room. The remaining band members have said they will not continue as Soundgarden, though they have played a few Chris Cornell tribute shows with guest vocalists. We make another stop in Britain for number seven, Seven Seconds by Yusu Endur and Nena Cherry. Born in Dakar, Senegal in 1959, Yusu Endur became a popular singer throughout Africa in the 80s. He got his first major attention in the West when he sang back up on the 1986 Peter Gabriel hit, In Your Eyes. Eight years later, he teamed up with Swedish-British singer Cherry, on the first single from his album, The Guide, Womat. Seven Seconds is dance pop with an African feel, naturally. Endure sings the first verse in the African language of Wolof. I don't know if I'm saying that right. And the second verse in French. Cherry sings the pre-choruses in English, and the two sing the English chorus together. Here are the lyrics entirely translated into English. Don't see me from a distance. Don't look at my smile and think that I don't know what's under and behind me. I don't want you to look at me and think what's in you is in me. What's in me is to help them. Rough neck and rudeness we should be using on the ones who practice wicked charms for the the sword and the stone. Bad to the bone. Battle is not over even when it's won. And when a child is born into this world, it has no concept of the tone of skin it's living in. It's not a second, seven seconds away. Just as long as I stay, I'll be waiting. I assume the reasons that push us to change. I would like to, I would like that they forget about their color so they can have hope, so that they can have hope. Too many views on race that make them desperate. I like the dot, I like the doors wide open so that friends can talk about their pain and their joy. Then we can give them information that will bring us all together. Endure and Cherry make a good combination. It's a track that sounds simultaneously exotic and familiar. World music became kind of a hipster thing in the years after Paul Simon's Graceland, but a song like this manages to be cool and authentic without sounding pretentious. Seven Seconds was down from a peak of number three. It got to number 15 in Canada and number 98 in the U.S., Yusu Endur had no other major Western hits, but he continues to record and perform. And he had a brief stint as Senegal's Minister of Culture and Tourism. His most recent album, Mbalax, M-B-A-L-A-X. Anyway, that was released last year. We'll count down our top tens and look at a number one right after this. Hi, Roger Stroop here. As I'm sure you know, Old Man Yeltsin Music has a Patreon. I have for a while, but now I've streamlined it. Two tiers and guaranteed bonus content at both levels. It's simple. And when you join, you will get a mention on the show. 
and I'll give you a song from my charts. You can tell your friends you have a hit. Just go on patreon.com slash old man yells at music, pick a tier and sign up. You'll warm this old man's heart. Thank you. It's top 10 recap time. Today, America leads us off. Number 10, This DJ by Warren G. The second top 10 for this Long Beach rapper. Number 9, All I Want to Do by Cheryl Crow, her breakthrough hit. Number 8, Can You Feel the Love Tonight by Elson John, his hit ballad from the soundtrack of The Lion King. Number 7, Fantastic Voyage by Coolio. Number 6, Endless Love by Luther Vandross and Mariah Carey. The superstars team up to cover the 1981 Diana Ross Lionel Richie smash. Number five, Wild Night by John Mellencamp featuring Michelle Ndege Ocello. The Indiana Roots Rocker teamed up with an alt-soul singer on this Van Morrison cover. Number four, When Can I See You by Babyface, the biggest hit as an artist for the singer-songwriter-producer mogul. Number three, Stroke You Up by Changing Faces, the biggest hit for a New York R&B duo. Number two, Stay, I Missed You by Lisa Loeb and Nine Stories. The Dallas-raised singer and her band's North American number one from the Reality Bites soundtrack. And the number one song in the USA this week was... I'll Make Love to You by Boys to Men, the Philadelphia group's second number one. Now it's time for the Canadian Top Ten. Number ten, Black Hole Sun by Soundgarden. Number nine, The Way She Loves Me by Richard Marks, the 13th top 10 here for the Chicago singer. Number eight, Stay I Missed You by Lisa Loeb and Nine Stories. Number seven, Prayer for the Dying by Seal, his second top 10. Number six, I'll Make Love to You by Boys to Men. Number five, Could I Be Your Girl by Jan Arden, the second top 10 for the Calgary singer. Number four, Jane by Bare Naked Ladies, their second top five. Number three, All I Want to Do by Sheryl Crow. Number two, Love is Strong by the Rolling Stones, the first single from their Voodoo Lounge album. And the number one song in Canada this week was You Better Wait by Steve Perry, his second Canadian chart topper. And now, the British Top Ten. Number ten, Incredible by M-Beat, the biggest hit for an artist in the house offshoot genre known as Jungle. Number 9, What's the Frequency, Kenneth, by R.E.M., the Athens, Georgia band's third top 10 here. Number 8, Compliments on Your Kiss by Red Dragon with Brian and Tony Gold, the biggest hit for this Jamaican combo. Number 7, Seven Seconds by Yusu Endure and Nana Cherry. Number 6, I'll Make Love to You by Boys to Men. Number 5, Rhythm of the Night by Corona, the biggest hit for an Italian dance act. Number four, Confide in Me by Kylie Minogue, her 16th top 10. Number three, Endless Love by Luther Vandross and Mariah Carey. Number two, Love is All Around by Wet Wet Wet. This was the week the Four Weddings and a Funeral soundtrack hit ended its 15-week reign at number one. And the number one song in the UK this week, and the one in our spotlight, was Saturday Night by Wigfield. Spotlight number one. Born in Skalskbor, Denmark in 1970, 
Sammy Carlson was a model working in Italy when she was discovered by a local music production team. Saturday Night was her debut single. Saturday Night is a bubblegummy Eurodance track about being out clubbing on the weekend. These are what lyrics there are. DD na na na. Saturday night, I feel the airy the air is getting hot. Like you, baby. I'll make you mine. You know, I'll take you to the top. I'll drive you crazy. Saturday night, dance. I like the way you move, pretty baby. It's party time, and not one minute can we lose. Be my baby. Da ba da dan di 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 da ni na na na. Be my baby. Da ba da dan di 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 da ni na na na. Pretty baby. Yeah, poetry. It's musical cotton candy, sweet and puffy stuff that melts in your mouth and fills you with empty calories. You can't live on it, but taking it in from time to time when you're in a carefree mood is good for the soul. And it's very good to dance to. So it may facilitate the burning of non-metaphorical calories. A winner all around. Saturday night would spend four weeks at number one. It got to number 31 in Canada. Wakefield would have four more hits. She continues to make music, but at the moment, she records just under her real first name, Sani. So how to sum up the pop music of September 1994? A typical mid-90s brew of rap, R&B, dance, and alternative rock. Ballads were at or near the top everywhere. And the Britpop wave that would soon swamp the UK was starting to build as it got closer to shore. Old man yells at you. Thanks, Annie. This week, the old man is going to yell at you to pay tribute to the recently deceased Coolio. Listen to any of his albums or compilation. Check out his web-based food series, Cooking with Coolio. Watch the Futurama episode, A Tale of Two Santas, where he plays Kwanzaa Bot. Whatever, just find a way to give him a fond farewell as he leaves us for the gates of Gangsta's Paradise. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Old Man Yells at Music Podcast. As always, if you like what you've heard, share, subscribe, and leave a review where you found it. You can also leave feedback on the Facebook and Twitter feeds, both of which are at Mr. B. Glovehead, or on the blog post for this episode, which is at bobbyglovescasey.blogspot.com, or you can check out the Instagram account at Old Man Yells at Music. As always, there's a companion YouTube playlist for this episode, which I will link to in the show notes. Also in the show notes is a link to my Patreon, where you can support the show and get all the bonus Microdose episodes, including the latest with Tom Jones. And make my charts, just like Mike Birmingham. All the recorded are for the purposes of discussion and review. No infringement is intended. Next time in the show, we take another dip into the bargain bin to find some familiar names performing songs about an outer space superhero no one had heard of before, or since. Until then, I'm Roger Stroop saying, I didn't do it. Lawyer fucked me. Stay safe.